Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. So Brad, tell us what we're going to be doing today. Ooh, I'm so excited. Today we're going to be reviewing an audiobook called Uncanny Valley by C.A. Gray. Ooh, I love Uncanny Valley type things like where it looks like it should be real, but then it's not. Exactly. So this one is going to be a little bit different. Again, I feel like all of our episodes have started off with it's going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we're doing in today's episode is Brad has actually listened to Uncanny Valley and I have not so that I can have an open discussion with Brad about the themes and kind of um, act as a sort of uh, person who is not experienced with the book but wants to know more. So it'll give you that little bit of um, browse shopping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way of describing it? It's like it's kind of like window shopping, but like voice shopping. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. I'm a new person who has not any exposure to this, and you know all about it. So mm-hmm. you'll be the expert. Yes. So first and foremost, CA Gray actually contacted us, and she gave us a free code to download her book and give an honest review on it. Thank you, C.A. Thank you so much. And I love her name, like C.A. Gray. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Are we sure that it's female? uh, Yeah, it's female. Okay. (laughs) She's very pretty. She's very, like, she has a really nice website. Ooh, I love a good website. She has a really nice website. She's wrote a lot of books. She's really intelligent. (gasps) Like, all of her books have this science fiction, science-y, Fictiony, you just said science the same fiction thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so she writes science fiction. Yeah, like that. Okay, how'd cool. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just honestly, it's just like a lot of intelligence goes into this this book, and I think she has a history of it. I think she's like a she has like her doctorate or something. I feel like. Ooh, yeah, that's amazing. And like artificial intelligence, which oh. is what this book is about. That's crazy. I should get Sean to listen to this book. He might like it. He might like it. So, again, this is called Uncanny Valley, and it is narrated by Melissa Williams. Hmm. And the length is 8 hours and 46 minutes, and the release date was 3-27-18. Oh, so very recent. Yeah. And the publisher is Wonderlust Publishing. Oh, I love that name. I know. That's it's a good a publishing rom- name. Romance. <laughs> so, the summary, which is taken from Audible... It says it's a long one, so forgive me. I'm getting comfy. Okay. Let me stretch out. Okay. Rebecca Cordeaux knows exactly what her future will hold. She will marry Andy, her crush of the of the last five years. Andy. Andy. Wait, Wait, he's just a crush? Just a crush. Not boyfriend? Not boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Once Andy is ready to settle down. There we go. There we go. He's one of those Andes. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's sure he will discover that she is his soulmate. (laughs) 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 Oh. (laughs) You got to be there. (laughs) After several small parts on stage, Rebecca knows that's what she wanted to be an actor. Oh. Makes sense. We were talking about this book earlier. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Rebecca knows she can become a renowned actress. 
Her writing also shows promise as a future author. Robots perform most human jobs that can be automated, leaving many free to pursue their personal creative interests. So is this space in the future? Mm-hmm. Oh. Very future. What kind of future? They don't really tell you a day or a time or a year. But it's just that robots have now become a thing? Yes. Oh. So much so they are, it's it's common. Okay. So there's a video game called um, Detroit Become Human. Oh. And it's about the same thing where the robots look very um, human-like, but they start to rebel and they start to like break out of their... Um, I don't know what it's called, their their brain maze mm. or whatever. And so they start to become human and, oh. and want rights. This is that, like Westworld. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. They they fight for rights and stuff like that. Like, oh, there's a rebellion cool. and everything. It's a really cool game. Very, very pretty. Hmm, what's it called? Uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored by Audio Show, but it should be. <laughs> but should be. But Rebecca's mother, Karen. <gasps> Wait, wait, pause, hold up. Because one of the people in Detroit Become Human is um, that guy, uh, Jesse, whatever, from Grey's Anatomy. Jesse Williams? Yeah, is that the the actor's name? Yeah, Jesse L. Williams, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. was modeled after, he's like actually the voice of the main character, one of the main characters in that video game. That is real cool. Yeah, I knew there was another part that... I knew you would like. Hmm. Anyway. He's so dreamy. Okay, you can continue with Uncanny Valley. (laughs) (laughs) But Rebecca's mother, Karen, fears the new world of robots and insists her brilliant daughter join a university research team studying the hazards of a complete robotic economy. Oh, Karen. Karen. She wants to be on stage, Karen. Yes, let her live. She doesn't want to be in a lab. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Let her live. She doesn't want to be in a lab. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca's father, Quentin, was obsessed with the subject to a degree that even her mother considered absurd. Prior to his untimely death. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Drama. Oh, God. So long as she can reserve enough of her time to pursue her true passions on the side, Rebecca half-heartedly agrees to join the research team, if only to please her widowed mother. Hmm. There she joins a postdoc named Liam whose conspiracy theories rival even those of her late father. Liam is convinced that World Republic leader William Halpert's worldwide challenge for researchers to develop synthetic creativity. So many words. Is that the na- <laughs> Is that the title of the building? No. No, it's just so many words. Mm. <laughs> Do you need a quick slap to the face to get through it? <laughs> Almost. Um, synthetic creativity will lead not to the promised, promised utopia. <laughs> Okay, is that a book title? No, it's just part of the sentence. (laughs) That was a lot of like many words. I told you she's smart. (laughs) In which which every kind of human suffering has been eradicated, but rather to an apocalypse. I don't understand that sentence. (laughs) Um, Rebecca, whose best friend is her own companion, bought Madeline, who I love. That would be my best friend. I know. Mm-hmm. Writes Liam off as a bot-hating conspiracy theorist, just like her father was, until she learns that her father's death might not have been due to mere happenstance. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Immediately when they got to that sentence where he met an un- unfortunate death, I was like, the robots did it. Exactly. With Liam's help, Rebecca learns of an underground organization known as the Renegades, where Quentin Cordo, her father was considered a legend, 
While Liam attempts to stop Halpert's challenge if he can, Rebecca tries to unravel the mystery of what happened to her father. Did he and many of his con- contemporaries die for something they knew? Or who is the mysterious informant who calls himself John Doe? He calls himself John Doe? He calls himself John Doe. Okay. All right. <laughs> you built me up for that reveal of the name. And then it was like, that's John. what Dateline has on their headlines. John Doe. <laughs> John Doe has died. Uh, so what do you know? What, what do you want to know about this book? What do you want to know? Okay. First, I want to know, do we figure out what happens to the dad? Is that like a big twist in the middle and then we continue on in the story? Or is it a twist at the end? So I will be honest. I have about... One and a half hours left. Okay. So, so far we have not found out the real story behind the father's untimely death. Is, is this more of like a thriller or is it like, um, I don't even know, just like, just like drama? Like, is there like thinking and puzzles and kind of like. I was thinking about this when I was listening to it the last time I was listening to it, which was an hour ago. There's so many types of genres in this book. Okay. So there's science fiction, there's drama, there's romance. There's, oops, my robot's alive. Exactly. And there's just a lot of different themes going on. Okay. And so if you are an educated person, I think that you would like this book. Okay, but I majored in art. And so I'm not smart. (laughs) <laughs> so, so you're saying that there's not a chance for us to understand this? No. Huh. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, I think that that's what I'm saying, but there isn't a chance. I mean, it, it was really, it's a really cute story. I love the whole story between Liam and Rebecca. And I love Madeline. She's always like this little sassy little robot, you know, companion. Ooh. And so I really like her. And... The whole grief with the mom and how she's dealing with her husband's death and also grief with Rebecca dealing with her father's death. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of there's a lot under the surface in this audiobook. So okay. be open to it. I mean, if if you don't like romance, I would stay away from this. But if you like romance with a little bit of science fiction and a little bit of drama and action, there is some action in there. Okay. I do like romance and sci-fi and action, so mm-hmm. I. You might like. I it. will probably give this a go. Yeah, definitely. So what I want to know is Melissa Williams. Mm-hmm. Is she? How effective is she with all of the different characters? Because mm. it sounds like there's a handful of different like types of characters. There's male, female, robot. Yes. So this is a big critique of her narration. Okay. She is not very varietal in her voice selection. Varietal? Is that a word? I don't know, but it should be. I, I It sounds pretty. It is now made by audio shelf. Exactly. Come at us, Webster's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she does a lot of, there's a lot of characters, but there aren't a lot of voices that she does. Okay. It's kind of like her reading voice. And so the voice that she uses for Rebecca, it's like for everyone. Oh. Except for, of course, Madeline. Because oh. she's the robot. So she has a different voice? Yes. And it's very robotic. And it's oh, it really, I, I really like how she does her voice. It's, it's not something that it's like cheesy okay it's very genuine very natural it's just 
very, you know, a robotic voice. And I, I like her take on the matter because this book is, it's supposed to say he, we are in the future. This is normal. Robots are real. Get over it. Okay, so is Madeline supposed to be more human-like? Is she described as being human? And a lot of her traits are humanistic. Okay, so okay, so what I'm imagining right now is like a BB-8 kind of robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's it. well. If you think about it, the, the cover of the book, she's on the cover, and it looks like a BB-8 kind of robot. Oh, let me see. BB-8 the cover. was that round thing, right? Yeah, that was that round thing that floated on its butt. Yeah, this one actually has like arms and legs. Oh, and the cover is like really cute. I think I think the cover. I would totally pick this up in a bookstore. I remember if I saw the cover. I remember when we got this book and thinking that the cover was like really really cute, and I was like, oh man, we need to we need to read that. Hmm. But then of course with our schedules and everything, it just got away from us. And and then we had this brilliant idea of reviewing it like this. Yeah. Like, I'm a customer, and you're selling me this book. Exactly. Or not selling me this book. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> But the cover is really cute. I like the skies. And then there's like a little math problem or whatever that was on the side in the background. It like fades. Because I'm like, I don't care about no math. <laughs> <laughs> Who does care about math? <laughs> Except for C.A. Gray. Yeah. And there's like valleys. Well, it's called Uncanny Valley. What is Uncanny? Canny? What is that? Am I saying Uncanny Valley? Uncanny. Okay, what does so uncanny mean? Uncanny Valley is, um, it's like a genre of like different graphic things where things look real, but they're not real. So virtual so, reality. Kind of. Like, it's kind of hard to tell, but there's there's certain parts of it that you can tell are not real. So it just looks very... Um, it kind of is almost creepy. Like any of the Uncanny Valley things that I've seen have been kind of creepy and weird. I'm going to look up. I'm just going to Google Uncanny Valley and then I'll be able to show you um, like what I mean because ooh, my stomach ooh. growled. Heard your stomach. <laughs> okay. So here's a good example. Um, like this is an example of an Uncanny Valley thing. It's like a robot. Like, but she looks human. She looks human, but there's just a certain aspect of her that looks fake. So, like, you can kind of tell. Oh, she, them teeth. Yeah. And it's just, so what I'm showing Brad right now, <laughs> what I'm showing Brad right now is a um, screenshot from Stranger Dimensions. It's 10 creepy examples of Uncanny Valley, so this might not be the best, but um, it's a a picture of a robot lady she has like brown hair she has all the features of a human but her there's something weird with the proportions of her mouth and chin yes. and her smile and it's just off mm-hmm. and that's usually when people say like oh it's uncanny valley like usually that's what that means interesting so something's off yeah so something is weird so with this book something is definitely off with quentin's death yeah something is off with these robots, something is off with Liam. Something is off with the water. That is some good book title picking. Right? Because it, it very much goes with AI. Like yeah. it, Uncanny Valley has its roots mm-hmm. in robots. So then when you bring in all of these other elements that are also uncanny, like there's something off with blah, blah, blah. Yes. Like something's not right. It, it, 
ties into a lot of the book. That's yeah. impressive of CA. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. And it makes me appreciate this novel more. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm a fan of Westworld, because I, I mean, I am, I'm not a huge, like, oh my God, die hard every week I have to watch it. You don't rewatch it three times? No. Mm-mm. My friend did that. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, I like it. I enjoy it because of the storylines in it, not because they're robots. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And I think that's why I enjoyed this book. Because I'm more focused on the romance part and mm. the not so, not so much even the action part, but just the family drama. Okay. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're into those things, you might like this. And if you're into Westworld, you probably will like this book. That's interesting. Do you so would you recommend like since you kind of gave a little critique to Melissa's narrating, would you recommend them picking up the physical book hmm. or them picking up the audio book? Personally, I think the physical book might be best. Okay. Because you can hold it into your hands and actually read the scientific smart words. And then Google them. And Google them and then not be super confused by them. Okay. That that <laughs> would that would help a lot. Like, especially if there's a word that you don't know and you're like, what does that word mean? Like uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly. You can just Google it instead of just hoping that you spell it right when you're Googling it. I yes. guess. So I would definitely choose the hard copy version of this book. Is there a hard copy version? Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And you just go to her website and it's called authorcagray.com she has such a good name like i know they talked about it a little bit like at the beginning but like that's such a good pen name and i want to make sure i get that website correct yes we always need to make sure that our references are on point because if they're not then you might be going to a different author based in california skies my fat fingers won't type it correctly <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> we should make a robot that's just Brad typing with smaller thumbs. Yes, it is authorcagray.com. Well, how about that? You were right. I was right. I was right. I was right. Which is why the whole website thing, that's why how I knew about the website. Oh. Is because she has a really nice website and her book covers are gorgeous. They really are. Yeah, I really like. I I really like this book cover because mm-hmm. I was able to pull it up, um, and and see what it looked like. And mm-hmm. I really like so it. So, do we think we sold this book? I hope so. I mean, I'm going to read it, mm. and I'm going to get Sean to read it because he's technically minded more than me. He mm-hmm. he is a AI. PhD candidate. Yeah, he's literally like, he could probably solve what this girl's trying to solve in this Maybe. book. Maybe. <gasps> he should be in contact with C.A. Gray. Ooh, a sequel. Ooh, Uncanny Sean. Uncanny Sean. <laughs> uh, oh, so I think good. I would shelf this book. Oh, yeah. And keep it on the shelf near all my other books like Ready Player One. Wait, are you shelving the audiobook or the physical book? The physical book. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. would you shove the audiobook off of an uncanny Valley? mountain? Oh, mountain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, I think I would. Even though I really did like the pitch and the sound quality of Melissa Williams' recording. Oh, okay. I just, I don't think I would shove it because of her. I would shove it just because it it's a book that I can pay more attention to with it in my hands. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's something that we don't really consider much when we are shelving or shoving mm-hmm. physical books. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's nice. Well, thank you so much for discussing this with me. And thank you for asking me to. I know. Oh. I'm really excited. We should have <laughs> had tea and crumpets or something. Yes, next time. Next time. <laughs> when we're not on the keto diet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just chugged Gatorade earlier. Uh, I'm already done all my freaking carbs. I know. For the day. <laughs> How did you get done all of them? It's only like. There is 36 carbs in a Gatorade. Are you serious? Yes. Why did you chug a Gatorade? Because I was thirsty and my mother got nothing at home. Water. But water, Water. sometimes you're just like, you just want something else. You should get those crystal light things. We do have those. Or, 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 or ice. No, you don't like ice. Um, ice the drinks, not the ice the cubes. Oh, yes, those ice. Um, 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 propel. Propel, yeah. I don't we, think I, has... we, I had a Propel yesterday from she brought one home. Okay. And then she brought Gatorade Gatorade's home because she was like, I thought you could have these. And I looked at the, the back and it said 36 grams. <laughs> Let me crack it open and drink it all. <laughs> and I did. Oh gosh. Uh, well, that's unfortunate. But I'm really happy that we got to discuss this book. Yes. And discuss too. CA. Mm-hmm. She's a great author. Oh yeah. So if you want to follow along with us and stay up to date with all that we are doing, please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf, follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, and follow us on Instagram at AudioShelf underscore podcast. You can subscribe to us as well wherever you listen to your podcasts. So we are everywhere. And if you want two free books for the price of what? What? Free. <gasps> mm-hmm. You can go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link at the bottom and sign up for a 30-day free trial. You don't even have to stay on the trial. You can be like, yo, hit it and quit it. Yeah. Let me get some audio books. You get mm-hmm. two free ones and then you can cancel. Yeah. It's it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Also, I like how when you went, mm-hmm, it was like Southern Charm. <laughs> <laughs> If you also want to support Audio Shelf in a more direct way, uh, more monetarily. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You can find information on our Twitter profile and on Facebook. We recently did a post uh, to support our Patreon where you can donate just a dollar and help us upgrade our show, get better equipment, do more for the community and more for ourselves. Yes. I didn't know where I was going with that. I just started talking. I like the community thing because we did do a book drive. We did. And we have plans to do more, but we need to get more books. I'm literally looking at the two bags of books that we have and I'm like, we need more books. We need more books in order to give people. We need more current books. Yes. Current books. That's what people want. They want current books. Yes. If any authors want to send us some arcs. Yes. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Sound real official arcs. Arcs. <gasps> okay. All right. Until then. Bye. bye. 
This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Just because you can actually hold it in your hands? What the hell? We know that it stops. We know that it stops. We know that it stops. We know that you ain't just, you're just playing with us. All right. Where was I? Mm Mm-hmm.